The other day, as I was uh, walking through my neighborhood, I realized that somebody had put up a fence right on the corner of their property. And uh, it was pretty apparent why they did this, because uh, so many people would be taking shortcuts through the the corner part. And uh, they were kind of tired of the pathway being worn down, and they wanted people to stay on the sidewalk. That's a boundary. And in life, we need boundaries with our relationships. And if you're child is an adult, you need kind of a new set of boundaries, uh, probably, for the relationship to function well. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting team, and we're going to hear about boundaries with adult kids from Allison Botke. We're continuing a conversation with her about an acronym that she created called SANITY. Uh, She made that for parents who have a struggling adult child, And in previous episodes, uh, Allison addressed the S, which stands for Stop Negative Behavior. A stands for Assemble Supportive People. N is Nip Excuses in the Bud. Let's continue. Allison, uh, we've covered the S, the A, and the N of sanity. Now let's talk about the I, which you have, is implement rules and boundaries. This probably is the most difficult. I mean, we can recognize where we've fallen short as a parent, our own, uh, you know, misgivings, etc. Uh, when we talk about implementing rules and boundaries, uh, and that comes out of Galatians 6, I believe, carrying each other's burdens, How do we do that? How do we begin to set those rules and boundaries and really change our own behavior? That's exactly what it is, is changing our own behavior. Um, Being able to have an action plan is critical. If you don't have anything to aim for, what's that saying? Go, you'll you'll, you'll hit, hit nothing every time. Right, right. Um, so we've got to have a plan. What's the outcome that you want as a parent? Is it for your child to launch? Maybe not, or is it to perhaps help them through addiction? Or is it to know if you're supposed to take care of your grandkids? Because a lot of parents now are taking care of grandkids because their kids can't. Right. Because they're either in jail or prison or they're addicts and they aren't, aren't capable. So it's it's really, what is it that you as a parent, what do you feel that you need to do? What, what, what's the next step? What are expectations? And, and write that down. I'm a big believer. I'm a writer. Obviously. I'm a big believer in writing things down so we can see it because we don't know. We won't remember in, the, in, the, in that throes of emotion right. that we're so often in. Uh, and if we're communicating with adult children that are dysfunctional or troubled, they may not remember. So I'm a big you know, proponent of writing things down in a plan and presenting it to our adult child if they play a part in this such as maybe moving out or, or yeah. what it is that that looks like to you. Um, and if you're going to no longer give money, if you're no longer going to support them or they have to do this in order to get that, you've got to write that down. So that plan, I had to write down everything, what I, how I saw my life, what the steps were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, this is not uh, because of a troubled uh, adult child, but we had two girls living with us uh, for uh, about a year each for um, some college time. And I finally had to kind of set a boundary for my wife and myself and say, you know what, we've been parenting a long time and we've loved having you, but it's time for you to move on. (laughs) We need some room for ourselves. Now that that conversation went down pretty well. What do you do do if the child doesn't get it? Well, some of them don't get it. And and I I have chapters on dealing with anger, especially it, it depends on what situation your child is dealing with. There are mental and emotional illnesses. We've got a lot of kids that are um, bipolar, that are depressed, that are, uh, that are 
addicts, you know, so what are they capable of, of doing? You've got to be aware of this. If that, um, and if they're showing psychopathic behavior, there's some, some kids that they don't have empathy. They don't have sympathy. They don't, they don't they, and, and they can get extremely angry. So you've got to be prepared. And that's in the plan. So you've got to be prepared if you are going to set this boundary, what it might happen. And brainstorm the heck out of that in your support group. Okay, if I present my child with this, and he might get angry. What am I going to do? Mm. He might, you know, get physical. What am I going to do? And, and and be prepared to do it. If you've got to call and get a restraining warrant, that's what you have to do. Oh. So there, are, it's hard. But if you start looking at it and writing this down, and again, brainstorm thinking way outside what could happen. And on the other side of that coin. It's not all negative. On the other side, a lot of our kids don't know what they're capable of accomplishing mm -hmm. because we've been accomplishing it for them. Yeah. So when we step back, there's a, a very strong possibility that these kids are going to get a clue and get a grip and be able to move forward. But we've just been hanging on to them for too long. You know, so we've got to have that hope that if we can, if we can weather this storm, uh, they, they may come out on the other side you know, incredibly independent and, and feeling self-respect, feeling that they've done something good. You know, when you've been taken care of all these years, you know, and now, now it's up to you to do it, and you make these small successes, that's pretty amazing for young people. And you can see the changes that, they, that, that happens in their life. Well, following up on that conversation with Allison Bakke, uh, Danny, some parents are probably struggling with people-pleasing tendencies. And you know what? With my kids, and my adult kids in particular, it's hard to start getting going on boundaries because I don't want to displease my child. What do I do? Really, there's a lot of people-pleasing people out there, if if that's a way to say it, right? Yeah. Try saying that many times <laughs> fast, <People> right? Pleasing. <laughs> but really, it, it leaves a person to burnout if you can't say no. If you can't put a boundary, you just get run over by life, and then you can't pay attention to the important things that are in front of you, the relationships that you've got, you're too tired for those. Boundaries truly bring incredible gifts to a person's life. And that's, you're actually being honest with someone else by putting a boundary. You're bringing honesty to the relationship. Otherwise, sometimes you build resentment underneath the surface, saying, oh, they asked me to do this and that, and puts you in a mood that's just not life-giving to those around you. And, uh, you know, boundaries can be uncomfortable, but, but so is working out. And so is stretching, hmm. yet you get so many benefits from that. And for kids to see you model boundaries, they get to learn about respect, about patience, about love, about responsibility, and that we're not here to make the world happy. We're not in charge of other people's emotions. We just get to love others, serve them well, and in that, let them know what your limitations are and when... A yes and a no shows tremendous respect for a relationship. Okay, so can I run a scenario by you? This this was a conversation in the hallway here at Focus just the other day. Um, the dad was telling me his son graduated from high school and um, is, I think, 21, 22 now, and still living at home. And he was kind of struggling with that. He felt like, I, I hope I'm not enabling him, but... Boy, the, this is an expensive part of the world to live in, um, relatively speaking. And he's working, but he's not making a lot of money, and so he really can't afford his own place. And what I heard was, how do I establish boundaries for my adult child already living back at the house? Mm. What would you have uh, Those can suggested be tough to conversations, yeah. right? Because you do want to, you have that extra grace towards your child, and 
some of those where he was coming from. Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to support him. Right. And for some kids, it really is practical. But you want to have a boundary. When does this end to give the child a goal to to go towards that's still a boundary, even though it's in the future, and then make the boundaries clear with food, with rent, with what the expectations are in the house, because then that then you're just reinforcing the boundaries that you've agreed upon. And so uh, for parents of adult children, you want to make sure that the boundaries are written out and then you continually reset on those and yeah. talk through what the boundaries are. Yeah, that's good. And that echoes what Allison said earlier in the clip about write it down, just get clarity and, and at least float an idea past that child. Well, the perfect follow-up for this conversation is Allison Bakke's book, Setting Boundaries with Your Adult Children, which has so much practical advice for uh, relating to and loving your child, even if things are hard. You're going to find this to be a really helpful resource. Uh, Make a donation today as you can and request that book, Setting Boundaries with Your Adult Children. And John, our team wrote an article on a question I'm asked a lot. Why do children fear growing up? It's a wonderful resource you can find in the show notes, and I hope that will be very helpful to you as a parent. Yeah, I would think moms and dads are going to find that to be helpful. And, uh, of course, if there's anything else, give us a call. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family. And, again, the website is linked to in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear from Lisa Jo Baker and Jean Daly as they talk about being a mom in the midlife years. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.